Hi everyone, this is Nellie. Thank you for tuning in today to my ministry, song, scripture, and my thoughts. Today is April 25th, 2023. This is part two to Genesis chapter seven. I did not have time to finish when I came on to, to read that chapter. So this is the, the ending to that. The song recommendation for this chapter is This is a Move by Brandon Lake. And I ended with speaking about how Jesus, pre-incarnation, he was already in heaven and he is the Lord that sat as king at the flood. We're actually going to get into that a little bit more because it discusses or it brings up that fact in Psalm 29, which is the next Psalm we'll be reading together. And that is found in Psalm 29:10. So in the book of Noah, we didn't really go over the chapter, but God instructs Noah to build an ark and he's very specific on the size and measurements and the three, the three floors and who can enter the ark. And it's interesting how God says to Noah, that he is the only righteous man that is found on the earth at that time. He's very clear, and it's actually in verse 1, that the Lord said to Noah, Enter the ark, you and all your household, for you alone I have seen to be righteous before me in this time. Now, to me, that's speaking directly to Noah, and God is gracious enough to bring in the wife, Noah's wife, Shem's, Shem, his son, and his wife, Ham, who is also his son and his wife, and Japheth, who's also a son of Noah and his wife. And then he instructs Noah to take the animals, it's the male and it's female, and he says, first, the clean animals take in by sevens, because this is the number of completion. Take the clean animals in by sevens, each one being a male and its female. And then following the groups of seven of the clean animals, then, and it might just be that there are only seven clean animals. I'm really tired, guys. Fact check me on that. I don't. I what I do know is that Scripture says that Noah is instructed to bring in the clean animals in in a group of seven first, then bring in the unclean animals, the male and its mate, also the birds of all kinds and the crawling things, each one with their mate. He brings them into the ark as God instructs him. He he listens. To God. He doesn't say, well, I, I don't know why you're having me build an ark in the middle of the desert, but, and Noah is also 600 years old when he does this, and when he completes it, I believe. Now, Noah was 600 years old when the flood came, so when he was, before he was 600, he was building this ark, took, in, took a lot of man hours, and I'm sure his sons were helping and his wife and their and his son's wives. 
but when Noah turns 600 years old, then the flood waters come upon the earth. Now, in chapter 1, where the Holy Spirit is hovering over the, the water, he says, well, it says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep. This is the deep. This is the water. And what God does is he, he takes, he splits the water in half, and the top half go up into heaven, and the bottom remains on the earth, which he calls the seas, and which he gathers the seas to their location and that's how he left the waters on the earth and then he creates the land so he moves the sea over and that's why the sea and he's he's the lord of the water he walks on the water he he can you imagine there's so many testimonies not only the one that's included the, the one that's included in the Bible is of course when Jesus walks on water and Peter gets out of the boat and walks towards him and then panics and starts drowning and Jesus saves him. But there are a lot of testimonies out there where according to people they see Jesus walking on the water. But anyway, so those that surface of the deep that God parts, the, all those waters from the heaven came pouring down and then of course there's the water that was already on the earth which uh, in during the flood time it all just the fountains the fountains are released the waters are released and all this water floods the earth for 40 days and 40 nights and even you can't see the tops of the mountains and no bird, no other bird that wasn't taken in the ark can survive because they need to land. They need to eat. They, they can't just fly, fly, fly. Birds have to land and eat. Everything perished that had the breath of life that was not included in, in the ark. And on a side note, I want to mention, I did a podcast on that Mormonism is a false religion. And one of the things that were brought to my attention, which I did not know of, is that there was a there was a, a chiropractor that had mentioned to me that he used to be a Mormon and he and then the physical therapist that I saw, if you want to go back and listen to that message, I, I I've grown as I've given this, these messages and so I kinda just my my messages back then weren't were might not have been I think I grow as I give messages, so, but if it's worth the listen, I, I, God has a way of, of uh, working full circle in, in the testimonies that I have. He starts me in one spot and then he, he leads me around until, I mean, just a full circle until I get to the bottom of what it is he's trying to teach me. Well, the next person that I saw was then the physical therapist and he, I thought was a true Christian, but he was a Mormon, and he he mentioned to me that in, when they read scripture, the Mormon the leadership took out the Holy Spirit was hovering over the deep and put in God was hovering over the, over the deep, and so they don't believe in the Holy Spirit of God. So that's what where this that religion falls short. And I just wanted to include that because. 
if you're a Mormon listening out there, you are in the wrong religion. And I encourage you to listen to that testimony on Mormon, on, on my testimony on the Mormons. And that is a strong testimony. And I hope that I, I said it good enough. But yes, the Lord is king of the flood before coming to be born in the flesh. He is indeed the the Lord is the king of the flood. And he and the Lord before incarnation created the heavens and the earth and he spoke it all into existence. So those waters flood the earth. Noah and his family and the surviving animals, birds and creeping things are all in the ark. Next chapter we will read about the um where the, when the flood subsides and so this flood covers the mountains and it this is a huge huge flood huge ark that uh, that is able to withstand all the water and uh in verse 23 thus he blotted out every living thing that was upon the face of the land from man to animals to creeping things and to the birds of the sky and they were blotted out from the earth and only Noah was left together with those that were with him in the ark the water prevailed upon the earth 150 days that they were in this ark you know I had mentioned in Genesis chapter 7 part 1 that I was wanting to give my thoughts on some worldly things that are happening and mainly I just wanted to touch base really on the LGBT community and I've touched on this before but I just I I just believe that we can't give up on this community we have to keep trying because we don't know which who who is in the book of life they just need somebody to care enough to be bold enough to speak truth to them and not you know i am very grateful i have a lot of troubles but one of my troubles is is not uh, that i have a loved one that is identifying as a the opposite sex or something else i don't have a loved one that's in a gay lifestyle but God has called me to preach to those that are in this lifestyle because he, he is the only one that can pull you from, from the pit. And I, I don't want to be on record ever saying that you're okay in that lifestyle and can get into heaven because you're not. You're not okay. Nobody that practices sin, that is not born again, we have to physically, we have to nail our old self to the cross and we have to be willing participants to then take our cross. God says, Jesus says, pick up your cross and follow me. Pick up your cross and follow me. The apostle Paul writes that we have to, to nail our old self to the cross because it's a constant battle between the the spirit and the flesh within each one of us but the apostle in peter in 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 his book i believe it's found in romans god leaves the sexual immoral in their depraved mind you cannot for instance be baptized and come up up from the waters 
and still be the the one practicing the, any of the LGBTQ plus lifestyle. You have to be a willing participant to, first of all, somebody needs to tell you that, that you're in the wrong. And it's not that you're in the wrong and can't be saved, but you're in the wrong and can be saved. I preach abstinence to anybody that has any, any, um, sexual addiction or, uh, you know, even just being a, addicted to sex with the opposite sex. I preach abstinence to those and to the ones that have the problem of wanting to have sexual relations with their own, uh, a male having sex with male, female having sex with me, female. Uh, stop it. It's wrong, but you can be saved. And anybody listening out there, if you, if you think you're the opposite sex and you want to transition to the opposite sex, don't do it. Don't do it. You're listening to the God of the earth, which is the devil. And there's a lot of, a lot of darkness that is wanting to keep you in. And I'm going to say it as gently as I can in a depraved mind because God says that he will leave you in that, in that mindset. So hopefully I can reach someone to today. You know it's wrong and you want to go to heaven. You've got pastors out there telling you you're okay with it. You have churches welcoming you in your lifestyle saying you're okay. You're okay. You're okay. But everything inside you is saying, ah, I don't know if I'm okay. No, you go into the church. And if somebody's teaching up there that you're in the right lifestyle, get out of that church. Find one that's going to get, find one that's going to tell you the truth. Find one that's going to tell you the truth because God does not want us we have to, we are called to be holy as he is holy and how can we be holy if we're doing everything that god said not to do we have to read the word of god and follow what it says and constantly we need to be filled with the holy spirit when I did Psalm 28, I spoke about how I had anointed myself with the holy oil and said the oil of joy. And, and I have that testimony on there. I, I'm telling you from corner to corner, I anointed this house, just casting out any, any evil, any demons. I just said, get out. And the testimony that I was sharing, I kind of already shared sort of it. I had I had been praying for my husband for a long time to get out get the head knowledge that believe in God into the heart so he could be born again and be submissive to the Lord and and be with me in my in I always told him if God returns and he raptures his church and we are walking towards him right we're looking for that time when he comes back and gets us and I always consider the story of Lot, and there's many other accounts where God says, don't look back. So I said, I'm not going to look back to see if you're, you're coming with me. 
either you're ready or you're not ready. But now, guys, he is ready. And really, that's the testimony is I was anointing the house and he was at his mom's and he received the Holy Spirit and fire and he became born again as I was anointing the house. That's the, that's the testimony. There really isn't any, any more to share on that, that he became born again as I was blessing the house. And now we are we are in this walk together he and and i was in church on sunday and the message was that we cannot be still we cannot be still we have to if once we receive the lord we can't just be waiting around what does it take to follow the lord you have to move you have to move you have to move forward in your steps to become closer and closer to the Lord so he can know you and you have to constantly be filled and the, and the reading the Word of God is our spiritual food so we have to stay in the Word of God and if for whatever reason you're looking at scripture that says you're okay in sin lifestyle how God give you new fresh ears to hear what he wants to say to you not what other people have been teaching you get out of the wrong lifestyle when i was in church there was a missionary given it wasn't the regular pastor it was a missionary up there given a his speaking about how the young people are hungry to know the lord and he was speaking specifically about missionary school in guatemala that he was leading and he was also trying to bring people to Christ and he what he was doing is they had a puppet show and they were using the puppets to to speak uh, speak about Jesus into people and the 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 17-year-old was supposed to be 18-year-old to begin with he lied on his application because he wanted so much to be in missionary school and become a missionary but he hadn't learned anything it was i don't know if it was day 1 but anyway the missionaries were off in a certain place and he was at the van that this is a story of the 17 year old that the mish that the missionary man was telling of a student he was 17 years old and a 12 year old girl Guatemalan girl came up to him and asked him to come to her house to pray for his for, for, to pray for her mom and he kept saying I don't I don't know I don't know anything I'm just, I, I'm barely in missionary school. I'll let me go get the missionaries and they can pray over your mom. And they had this back and forth. The girl kept saying, come on, come to my house and pray for my mom. And he kept saying, I, I'm not qualified. I need to go get the missionary. And back and forth, back and forth, they went with the girl just saying, come and pray for my mom. To the point where finally he went to her house and it was a cardboard house. And it really stunk in there because her mom was laying on a cardboard piece of cardboard and she was dying and her she was her body was literally rotting and she was very yellow and he immediately just kept telling her I got to go grab the missionaries I'm not qualified I don't know what to do let me and she kept on him to stay and pray for her mom and of course they had another back and forth there at the entrance of the house and he just was terrified He's, the missionary said this 17-year-old was absolutely terrified to go in there. And he finally did, just, just to finally get this gal off of his back. And he literally ran to the woman, placed his hand on her, and said, Be healed in Jesus' name, and he ran out. As fast as he could, he ran out.
Well, the next day, but when they were doing the show for the people to try to get more people to believe in Jesus, the 17-year-old was kind of standing there, frozen, staring out into the road. And, of course, the missionary did not know what was going on. And he, he was just kind of trying to get his attention, saying, bring the puppets. Like he thought this 17-year-old had just had just drawn a drawn a blank and he just kept telling him bring the puppets bring the puppets but what he was seeing was the 12 year old girl with her healed mother standing there and that 17 year old knew the power of god that although he did not know nothing when he laid his hand on that woman that mother and he said, be healed in Jesus' name. That woman was healed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, all the glory to God. He knew the miracle. He knew the might of our powerful God. Now he has that testimony. You know, sometimes we can just, the Holy Spirit will just release power from our hand so somebody can be healed. Sometimes not. Excuse me, I have to cough. <coughs> Sometimes not. But if we have faith, if that's enough, we don't have to be in missionary school. We don't have to go to seminary. If we have faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, we can do it. I've been saying lately, somebody asked for prayer. I just, I just put my hand out. I'm not in the same room, but I just... Be healed in Jesus' name. Demon, be cast out in Jesus' name. That could be enough to save someone. Try that. You never know. It might not be your hand that the Holy Spirit releases power from. It could be somebody else's hand. So I just speak life into all my, audi my audience. Be healed in Jesus' name. Demons, be cast out in Jesus' name. The spirit of oppression be cast out in Jesus' name by the power of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus. Look back to the LGBTQ community. You can be delivered from that lifestyle. Let somebody pray over you. God can and will save you. God can do it. So. We don't know who we're being called to, to minister to. I got out of church, went to my mom's house. I had a relative there of the, uh, Z, what is it, Zen? <laughs> the Generation Z age. And I know he's hungry for the Lord. I shared the testimony with him about not being a recluse and, and getting out there. And at least going to church or reading the Word of God, but that we cannot remain still. We need to follow. We need to take steps forward to help people. Get out of your house. Get out of your comfort zone. Be bold enough to speak the truth to somebody. Be bold enough to speak the truth to somebody. And this individual listened. And, and we, we need... I was talking to somebody very close to me. She's literally a new created 
being. Got the phone ringing. Sorry. Um, she's literally a born again individual. I could see it. Sometimes God works just like that and somebody's born again. And sometimes somebody's been born again and it take, it's a process and it takes a while. So anyway, get out, preach to someone, share your testimony. There's always, you don't have to know much to speak life into somebody. You don't know what the person, we don't know what they're, what they're feeling. We don't know what they're going through. We could be the one person that we, without even knowing it, transformed somebody's life because somebody decided to tell them the truth and now perhaps they're not suicidal. We don't know what God's doing behind the scenes. We have to trust that whoever he puts in our path, we have to speak life to. And that testimony about my husband, it was just the Lord worked miraculously there miraculously he was comfortable in his in his life and he, he never did want to ever go to hell of course people know there's a heaven and there's a hell and they don't want to go to hell but until your knowledge enters the heart and you become and you believe in the belief enters your heart and you want to love the Lord thy God with all your mind, all your heart, all your soul, all your, all your strength, all your might, taking every thought captive and now you're submissive and now you don't want to, to be the old self, then you can honestly say you've nailed your old self to the cross or you have picked up your cross and you're following Jesus and you have this new love for Jesus and you want to just be on fire for the Lord and now go and tell others to be saved. That's the testimony. It, there really isn't much more to, to share. That's the te testimony. Being born again. Truly, true, born again believer in Christ. The angels rejoice in heaven when somebody new comes into their kingdom I had somebody say well wasn't he already saved <sighs> you can have the belief in your mind but until you give your life to the lord that is when you become born again you know it there's a moment in time when you can say this day this hour i was saved you have to pinpoint the time when you had this born again heart where God removed the heart of stone and gave you a heart of flesh. You have to have that, that time, that, that moment that you can say, yep, that was it. Like my husband can say, yep, that was it. I can say, yep, that was it. So I hope I've reached somebody today. We'll come on. I'll come on and do Genesis 8 as soon as possible. Next is uh, Psalm 29. I'll try to get to that hopefully Wednesday. I want to thank the listeners and I apologize as always for the, the sound quality, uh, the noise. Uh, I do have the house to myself. It's the only time when I can really just let loose and preach. 
and until I can afford something more secluded, even better equipment, one day I'm going to have have all that. I just know it. I believe the Lord for that. So I thank you for listening. It means a lot. I hope that I've helped somebody today. Don't give up on a loved one that has the LGBTQ lifestyle or thinks they want to be get into that lifestyle. Keep praying. Keep praying. If you are living a righteous life, the Lord God Almighty is hearing your prayers, your pleas, petitions. And it'll become a strong testimony when that person is delivered. Okay, that so this is conclusion to part two in Genesis 7. I also wanted to add that I did fumble my words. I think, I believe I said the book of Noah <laughs> meant, of course, the book of Genesis. And I said Apostle Peter instead of Apostle Paul in the book of Romans. Anyway, I'm fumbling my words, so please forgive. I, I am tired as always. All the glory to God. All the glory to God. Much love to all. Until next time. Bye.